I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Uh, I'm laughing before we even get started. I'll just say it. It's going to be a doozy. I asked Jared if he wanted a headset, and he just looked at me and said, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom when you guys get started. <laughs> it's going to be a doozy. Oh, I have so many inappropriate jokes I want to make right now, but I'm not going to because yeah. we're a classy podcast here. Classy. Super classy. Oh, yeah. I'm Steph Copley, joined as always by Lisa Woods, and Jared is here, but he's taking the kids to the pool. <laughs> Dropping the kids off at the pool. I love it. Oh, our podcast sponsors are probably really they proud right now. Thrilled. We are sponsored by the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Hootie who? Hootie who? Oh, okay, so two was, things. No, it's you're okay. taking a break. I, I do have a hootie who mention oh. really quick. But first, I don't know if you guys saw, we retweeted it, but back on March 30th, uh, U.S. News and World Report released its rankings for the best graduate schools, and the Ivy uh, MBA program placed in the top 10% of MBA programs in the country. So Sweet. that's pretty awesome. Heck yeah. That deserves a double hootie who. Hootie who, hootie who. <laughs> and you told me that someone hootie who'd you in yeah. that. Yeah. So tell everybody. No, our friend Katie Nelson gave me a hootie who. Picking up yeah, she's stuff. picking up some Pop-Tarts, I think, but she gave me a hootie who. I made my day. I know. It's like a catchphrase. I know. <laughs> I was like, hi. So I, was like, I think I told it. her. I was like, how did I like make this my catchphrase now? Uh, the Psychophonetic Podcast Network. The whole network is fueled by Cody Road Bourbon, the other great spirits made over there. I don't know if you saw, but they have a mint julep. Uh, mm. Like, a, you know, when they're those skinny tall yeah. bottles they have, they have a mint julep mix. Dang. And it looks so yeah. pretty. They I think didn't... they only have it in the distillery. So if you're one oh. of our listeners over there, go get it. Yeah. I was going to say, I was out at Waukee, I think, and they the still had yeah, they still had the eggnog out there. Mm. So I was like, ooh, it's never too late. I know. And I don't know if you've seen, they have like the experimental bottles. Mm. They have a rum one that was finished in rum barrels. So if mm. you happen to see mm. that, that sounds like a nice summer. That does too. definitely. Um, we have a super patron to shout out tonight. It's our friend Jacob Lee, who's actually very good friends with our own Connor Ferguson. Mm. Scoots. Scoots. We love Scoots. But Jacob is a third-generation Iowa State grad. He says he's gone to football and basketball games for as long as he can remember. And, and he just said he really loves the content that Cyclone Fanatic produces and loves listening to our new podcasts every week. So thank you, Jacob. Like our podcast? Well, he just said Just all the new ones. But clearly he meant ours, yeah. too. That was, like, implied in there. We love you. We love you, Jacob. But I said this at the last podcast but it's it's still true if you're not contributing do it now because chris is constantly throwing out nuggets like every day about cycle uh basketball recruiting yeah. or moving pieces and it's just it is constant right now especially right now yes especially right now so if you're not and you're interested now's the time mm-hmm. all right so should we get into it? Let's get into it. I thought maybe we could start speaking of the constant moving parts of basketball. Do you just want to talk about the moving parts of men's and women's basketball really quick? Yeah, sure. So over the weekend, the men's basketball team got three key commits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe Kolscher, Tyrese Hunter recommitted. That yes. was huge. That was big. And fire up the grill, baby, because <laughs> Caleb Grill is back. <laughs> 
it was i know you <laughs> just i know silence. you made that, that joke, oh but. i mean he played really well at UNLV. At UNLV. And he's a hard, I mean, we all loved watching him. He's a hard worker, even if he didn't, you know, perform up to the standards that we hoped he was a freshman. Yeah. So he's clearly improved. And I love the grill joke. Welcome so back. We're, we're pumped to have Caleb grill back. I saw uh, someone, uh, I forget who it was. I'm sorry. I, I'll go back and look and give you the proper shout out that you deserve <laughs> in our next podcast. But someone mentioned that Gabe Kulsher, Kelsher, however you say it, is a uh, Chris Babb. 2.0 oh. and I immediately my ears went straight up and I was like did someone say Chris Babb <laughs> Chris Babb because <laughs> he's an elite defender and I think he oh, has some yeah. you know some sh- shooting capabilities I so. just loved Chris Babb's just style of play I love a good defender I do too it's significantly over or sorry underrated that's why I like Matisse Thibel so much with the 76ers he just he's such a good defender and when you see it's like one of those things when you see you know yeah and it's hard to describe yeah yeah and even like Taylor Horton Tucker is really coming into his own with his defense. They were, I read something the other day that he has like the the largest difference, the second largest difference between his height and his wingspan. So he has oh, like like this, a long wingspan. Yeah. Okay. So he has like the second most like disproportional arms, which is good. Makes him a good defender. Yeah, makes him an excellent defender. Uh, I'll get off the Chris Bab train in just a second. But do you follow <laughs> him on Twitter by chance? Oh, I'm sure I do. He's got a flow. Like it's yeah? long hair and it's just, it's not what I would have expected, huh. but I did, I did some research for the pod. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. He still looks great. That's all I have. That's my, that's my conclusion. Love him. Yeah. Um, and the Tyrese Hunter get, I, I mean, Chris and Bloom talked about this on their Sunday night pod. Yeah. It's, was a very important get. And so. he took some time to think yeah. about it. Yeah. And you know what? I don't blame him. Yeah. But that also like, he took some time to think about it and that tells me that like, this is the right coach yes right absolutely and shout out to the staff for making that connection quickly and you know really going hard for him and I think that's a great sign for things going forward and then what what's your take on Razier Bolton um I'm not really sure I mean I think it was one of those things where it was probably a mutual decision you know like it's one of those things we'll probably never know um I don't know if I'm supposed to like give out the nuggets that Chris gave oh, out. Oh, well, the- dang. <laughs> I'm just not going to because this is another reason for you to become a super patron. But well, I, I, I was bummed only because after the season and he put out that statement about him, yeah. magic, I was like, you know what? This kid cares. Yeah. And that's, that is what we always complain about. We want kids who are, um, you know, excited about Hilton magic and understand the yeah. culture. So, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And then he just kind of said like, it's out of his hands. Yeah. Like some things we realize are out of our, well, I just, thought his statement was really classy I did too, and completely. he's gonna finish his classes and be a proud isu alum which yep. is really cool yep he was just he was playing out of his, his position, position I, yes which is tough it's unfair it is unfair and, and I, then coming into next season it's like okay well are you gonna stay in that position or are you gonna move back to the position that you should be in but you took a whole year off from that position it was, he was just in an impossible situation he was asked to do something to you know for he was basically asked to sacrifice a year yeah. for the sake of the team for sure. I think that wherever he ends up, he'll really flourish. I hope so. 
I definitely hope so. I just I hope that he finds a spot like no matter where it is where he can play his, his type game. of yeah, his type of game. And I just hope that like on the national stage he shows up. I hope so too. I wish it's and I know it's cliche, but I genuinely wish him the best because I I completely agree with you as a very classy exit. Yeah, definitely. I will watch his games wherever yeah. he goes. Yeah, me too. It was fun though over the weekend to see a little bit of excitement and reinvigoration from the fan base and yeah. it was just kind of the way those those commitments came one after another it was like damn there's mm-hmm. some you know there's some happiness here in the fan base and yeah. it was just nice to see and you know if Lipsy can if we can get Lipsy whoa baby yeah whoa baby <laughs> so let's stay tuned we might win a conference game I think we could Is win a couple about? I think we could win a couple <laughs> I'm not trying to get too excited but I think those are in the cards yeah and then women's basketball was kind of a bummer. We yeah. lost Maddie Wise and Kylie Fierbach to the transfer portal. Now, the Maddie one it makes, if you know the story, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So her sister lost her infant baby. Was it right before the sweets or the, the tournament? I can't remember. I it was don't know. Right when the tournament started, it was an infant baby. And mm-hmm. um, I think it kind of rocked everybody's world. And obviously, of course. Yeah. So Maddie indicated that she's going to transfer to be closer to home. She's a senior anyway. Um, she has a cool internship, I think, with the, gosh, well, it was in Indiana because she's going to IUPUI. Um, so she's basically indicated she's leaving to go closer to home and uh, pursue a master's program that fits with what she wants to do. That's good. Good for you, Maddie. Yeah. And I think everybody wishes her well. And it's the same kind of thing with uh, Ruggiere. We're going to cheer for her wherever she lands. Yeah. So, And then the Kylie one's a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge bummer. She was one of that core of freshmen that was the, you know, the historic recruiting class that we had. She started in 22 games, averaged more than 20 minutes a game, almost six points and three rebounds. She was a key piece of that that team this year. Yeah. And we haven't really heard a lot about why she's leaving. And I'm not going to speculate because I don't know. Yeah. But it sucks. It does. Yeah. I like, honestly, I don't even have any thoughts on it. It's just like, well, that was unexpected, but very unexpected. Maybe it's just not the right fit fit. And there could be, there could be so many reasons. I mean, like if Maddie Wise wouldn't have come out and told us why, I mean, we could have speculated for, for forever about why she was leaving, but there was a very specific reason. And if, you know, she doesn't want to tell us what her reason is, that's fine. It's her life. No, absolutely. I just hope it's, I, it's the same thing. I hope she lands on her feet. Yeah. Um, I just don't want it. You know, I hope it's a positive reason. Yeah. Cause I, especially with someone who's so highly touted and the, the future is really bright. You hate to see, you hate to lose those players, yeah. but well, and, to and each, you're right to each it's her yeah. choice. And Bill has a very specific way of coaching Yes, and it's harsh and it's intense and he's softened in the last couple of years, absolutely a little bit, but it is, it's still intense. It's still, and we, we have seen him soften publicly and on yeah. the sidelines. We have no idea what those locker rooms look like. Yeah. And frankly, it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And I, I think that's very, I think that's very clear. Yeah. And, and it, we've talked about this even too, that it, it wouldn't really be a great fit for Clay, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark yeah. either. Like just, not, she's a great player. And sometimes being a great player does not make you a great fit for a program or especially a coach. Absolutely. And if she went through that freshman season and realized it wasn't for her, then it's yeah. probably better for both. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And maybe that's a reason and maybe that's not a reason. And that's just a reason that we've heard in the past right. of, of people leaving. Right. And since we don't know, we, we kind of have to speculate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's what we get paid for. 
<laughs> we get paid the big bucks. <laughs> you know that I I say that it's a huge loss. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, yeah. but the future is absolutely still bright. And, yeah. Um, hopefully we get Maggie Espen Miller McGraw back healthy next year, and mm-hmm. that could help fill some of those gaps. I mean, I think her absence was definitely felt this season. Definitely. So. And also, I'm gonna say like I don't want to get yelled at either about oh just generally yeah just generally yeah, no. I don't like I don't respond well to leaders or coaches I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be great on the ISU you, team no you I have just, to know yeah that's just I'm just don't respond well to that I shut down I snap back like I have a mouth <laughs> like that just wouldn't be the right fit for me and I think even if you go into it thinking you can handle it there's a chance you realize you you just don't want to deal with for it. sure so I respect that too for sure I just want to make it clear that I'm not saying like no she's not tough oh like, no 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 absolutely not my thing either right that's just not right. like these are four of the best years of my life I want to spend them in a place where I am going to flourish and, and that's she's just not wildly a talented so right. find a spot that works right yeah. like honestly you think about think about like when you're weightlifting you know how people are like let's go yeah. come on I, I would just be like no no not for me yep I'm gonna put it down you need to go in the other room like you're at a nine. I need you at a two. Just leave me alone. No way. I think that's, and I mean, to Bill's credit, he, that's his style yeah. and he's stuck to it. It's For who he sure. is. And so to Kylie's credit, if that's the reason why, then, yeah. you know, you know, you know, I feel like you could handle a little yelling. I can handle a little yelling. Yeah. Yeah. I, mostly because I want to yell back. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I would say no, sir. <laughs> not today. No, sir. I can. It's not my fate. I don't think it's particularly effective. Yeah. You know, but I can handle yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Scream at me. (laughs) Uh, Just for the record, Jared's still not back. Still, but who's counting? I am. We're like 15 minutes in. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I hope there's some nice air freshener in there. Maybe Chris needs to get him that uh, laxative that That Chris took for a year. Get things, get him a little Miralax. Get things moving. Get him for Christmas. Oh yeah, his birthday's in August. Let's do that. Costco has like a a A vat, very large double pack. Don't ask me how I know pregnancy. (laughs) He just tweeted or he just texted, "People poop. Sue me. (laughs) Sue me." (laughs) He didn't text that to me. Hmm. Well. You're not in the know. I guess not. I would I would use it against him. That's probably why. Uh, all right. So I feel like it's time for us to put a pin in the discussion we had at the, during our last podcast uh, regarding the W the WNBA. Yeah. Uh, that we're going to talk about that the women's basketball tournament and then the name image likeness discussion. Yeah. All right. Let's just talk about the women's basketball tournament first. They're great numbers. Yeah. Great numbers. So uh, per ESPN, who had the rights and aired the entire of the tournament the championship game between stanford and arizona had 4.1 million viewers which was the most watched championship game since 2014 it was the most watched final four since 2012 and the most watched sweet 16 since 2013 all of that is well and good but here's the significant part every round was up in viewership as compared to 2019 so the last tournament mm-hmm. and the biggest jump was a 67 percent increase in the sweet 16 and a nine percent increase in the championship game wow now this is significant to me because for Virtually every other sport is losing viewers right now yeah. because of the pandemic or what the hell else nobody knows, but almost every other sport is lo- losing viewers. And specifically the men's tournament this year attract the, now the championship game attracted an average of 16.9 viewers, significantly more than the women's game. We knew that was going to happen, but the key is that that was a 14% decline from the 2019 game. And it, this year was, was the least watched championship game since 1982. Yeah. So point being, 
women's the women's basketball tournament was a hit all things considered and i you know it's hard to extrapolate a ton but i i mean considering the viewership that we're seeing like i said in virtually every other sport that is a very very positive sign of growth yeah here's my thing if there was a restaurant and i said it's a really great restaurant it's so delicious like I'm telling you guys, you got to go to this restaurant. The The female chef is amazing. Like the female <laughs> that, staff that is female incredible. Chef. Yeah. And I went on and on and you just didn't go. Honestly, like. That's on you? That's on you. I totally agree with you. Like I'm, t- I'm tired of telling people that this is worth watching. Right. If you do not think that it's worth watching. I don't care. See, I'm all, I agree with you completely. Like at this point, if you're not watching or at this point, if you're going to use the, it's boring, right. like that's, you're never going to change. Yeah, right. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm going to keep pushing it and I don't think I'm, I don't think anyone's going to see it necessarily and think, well, Steph says it, so maybe yeah. I should, but I'm just going to keep doing yeah. it at this point because it's a shtick, you know, yeah. like, but you're absolutely right. I am like not, that's on you. I'm not going to be a street corner evangelist. I'm just not. <laughs> Are you calling me a street corner No, evangelist? I'm just, yes, I am. Um, you were out at the hub on central campus. Yes. Telling, with my sign. Yes, arguing, <laughs> arguing with Hector Avalos. That is who you are. Um, no, I, I appreciate the point. You're right. I am just, I am just going to live my life letting you know that I love women's sports as I also love Jesus. <laughs> that is just, I'm going to make you a shirt <laughs> that says that. That's just how I'm going to live my life. No, I think that's and fair. if you don't, if, if, if it's not your thing, I mean, I will say, I feel sorry for just you. give it a try. Like that is my thing. If yeah. you give it a, tr- a genuine shot and you're like, I just not for me. Fine. Yeah. But just unless you, it's the same thing I tell my kids with food. Like if you're not going to, if you don't like broccoli, fine, but you have to try it like two or three times. Before. Yeah. Jared's back. Welcome everybody. back. We're glad to see you, buddy. I have nothing to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to make this, this point about the numbers, the viewership. I understand because I know someone's going to say, see, when the men's game got watched four more, four times. Oh, yeah. Has had four times as many viewers. I know that. I'm right. Like, my point is never that the women's game is as popular as the men's. Right. It's just that it's growing. Yes. It's growing, it's growing, and gro- it's growing, and nothing else is. And it's, this isn't a situation where you can watch either or. And we're not telling you, do not watch men's sports. No, only it's watch not men's mutually sports. exclusive. That's asinine. Yes. You can eat both apples and oranges, You folks. can have your cake and eat it, too. Both of them. It's called a fruit salad. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Do you know that one? Nope. Oh, that was my daughter's first dance recital Okay, song. I think well. It's the, uh, oh, not the Teletubbies. It's the Australian one. Peppa Pig. <laughs> we had a Peppa Pig discussion. I just want to encourage you folks who do not have children to Google Peppa Pig and let us know. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. What is that face? Just tell us what you think Peppa looks like. Or don't. Who drew that? Jared, probably. Who drew that? (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) Moving on. I wanted to make one more point about the tournament. Um, This is something you'll get a kick out of. The social media engagement, because I know these numbers, you like to nerd out about these numbers. 
the night UConn played Baylor, so when we recorded our last episode, the women's tournament doubled the men's tournament in impressions on social media. The women's tournament had 13, sorry, 39 million impressions. So those are things that I, Elisa really likes. Yeah. Yeah. So as Holly Rowe said, jump in, sponsor, support, and invest. Heck yeah. As the great Holly Rowe did. There's money to be made. There's money to be made. So let's talk about that. I feel that's a perfect, that's a perfect segue. <laughs> Elisa's, oh man, we've been texting like a, like furiously oh, yeah. back and forth. My thumbs are burning up. So in the days after our last episode, this discussion kind of took off, especially here on local radio, I felt like. <laughs> and that's when we started texting each other. And, and no one asked us <laughs> our opinions. Isn't that some... It's so, it's so bleep. weird. Jared, if I... What... We need to talk about what I can say. Are there words that I'm not allowed to say? Don't say the F word. Don't say the F word. That's some bullshit. (laughs) Okay. Let's just give props where props are due, first of all, because Jared, I'm being serious about this. I have a compliment for oh, you. Oh, yeah. We talked about this today. We talked about you today via we had a com- We had a complimentary conversation about you. Because we just feel like there's a discussion to be had here about women that, I don't know, a couple of women would maybe have some <laughs> opinions on. And we just said you do a very good job of respecting our opinions and our knowledge and you never doubt us and you always ask us to be a part of cycling fanatic radio and we're just very appreciative of that it's true i'm being serious too yeah and also like i very much appreciate you respecting my um NBA. nba knowledge because i do have a passion for the nba and i appreciate that you um that you respect that and I appreciate that you two have taken me out of the group text regarding the NBA. <laughs> the group text, our group text about the NBA is just like, are you watching this game? Are you, which, are you watching THC? Are you watching, are you watching the Sexers? No. And then not. Jared just never responds to me. Well, that's how Jared is to most of us, so. Jared sometimes will, I always respond back to Jared within like 35 seconds. And sometimes it goes, I have one, I have a text to you, Jared, that was from earlier this afternoon. You still haven't responded, but who's counting? Some people have compliment sandwiches where there's a compliment and then a diss and then a compliment. We have like a diss, a compliment and a diss. Just book it. It's an open-ended. <laughs> it open-faced, I mean. Yeah, it's an, it's open like, face it's an avocado sandwich. <laughs> avocado toast for Jared, the millennial. Love you, Jared Bear. <laughs> Wait, are you? you I don't 40? want to hear about it. Yeah. I should have been at the top of that list. Yeah, we're at the top of the list. Always. Well, you are at the top of the list, but that was because you were texting Because <laughs> I was texting you. Uh, okay. Fair, I will tell you guys what I was texting on the way here. There was a windmill, and it was just going bananas. It's windy. Okay, but you guys didn't acknowledge that. I'm sorry. And I we said were, that I was concerned about well, we were t- it. We were talking, and I swear I didn't see it until you said you were here. Okay, but that windmill was just... Let's hope the windmill survives. Oh, my gosh. And then, But then it was, like, a little bit further from here. That I thought we could all see it, like the moon. No. <laughs> but we couldn't. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, anyway, name, image, likeness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, the, the just to cap this off, the point that Elisa and I have been texting about is it's not we seem to be so caught up on this idea of like a car dealership having Jordan Bohannon as their <laughs> spokesperson or better George Nye or someone like that, you know, yeah. but you and I just feel like that is not the, how the majority of this is going to go. Right. Because 
And I don't know if it's because we're women and we see this in a completely different light. I would probably imagine that has something to do with it. Yeah. But I, I, and I, this is probably because of you and how our discussions, but I am so caught up in the social media part of it. Yeah. Um, this has been talked about a lot, uh, but the twins from Fresno state, um, is it the Cavendier twins or however? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Point being there. It's Fresno state. Yeah. Okay. These yeah. two basketball players on Fresno state, a WNIT team. Yeah. They have 1.2 million TikTok followers, 190 followers, on, 190,000 followers on Instagram and 65,000 followers on YouTube. And Fresno state did a, um, they partnered up with a firm with a marketing firm to discuss the earning potential for these, these two twins. And it's in the six figures. And since they did that report, their followers have just exploded. The point being there is significant earning potential in social media. It's not going to be, it might be your car dealership commercials or your, you know, your radio ads or whatever, but there's just this like untapped market for especially female athletes on social media who already have a very large following and who are smart about it. Yeah. So my argument here, there are a lot of like nuances within mm-hmm. name image likeness. That yes. I don't think that we can sit here and figure figure it all out. I know that there are going to be some growing pains should, you know, anyone decide to adopt this. Yeah. But the very like specific thing that we want to talk about is that the the NCAA owns these people's names. Right. These young people's names. Right. And if they want to make money that has nothing to do with, with their sport. Their sport the NCAA still owns their name. The right. NCAA, so UCLA, if you look at their videos on YouTube, far and away the gymnastics has. We've talked about this a mo- lot. Yeah, yeah, they have the most. And the like, I'm sure that UCLA is monetizing that and making money off of that. And they are making money off of young people who they're telling you cannot go make money off of them. And I understand that they are getting a scholarship. We all understand. We understand. But guess what? They could still go out and make a lot of money. And we've talked about, like, I talked about, I think Scott Sipker piped up. Like, there is somebody, what was the situation? Um, Wasn't it music related? I th- I, s- I said the music related one oh, okay. where I where I basically said like so somebody could have a music um, scholarship, scholarship full ride musical scholarship to Iowa State and they this is gonna age me they could be down at People's making money with their band the exact skill that they are getting a scholarship for for and they're also making money off of right. that what's the difference there right. the difference is that the university does not see the in the income potential potential. yeah right on these students and so they are they've decided to not take advantage of those students and that's what it is they're taking advantage of the income potential they're taking advantage of the name image likeness and saying oh well we're giving them that we're giving them money okay well why is there the difference right no one has presented me a reason why there's a difference between those two and i think the difference is just the dollars i think you're exactly right and you know um I guess what I really want to stress to everybody is that for you and me, we see this as the ability for these young athletes, especially female athletes to build a brand and then to use their, that brand, you know, for the next few years while they still have that glamour about it, you know, the glimmer Mm -hmm. and you know, it's people like Sammy Williams who she's a, she's a softball player in a big 12 team. That's 
historically not been super great but around here at this point you know especially with the slammy stuff and the slammy williams like she could make some money off of that yeah and it doesn't have to be a lot no. of money you guys like, i don't it think it's going it. to be from by and large it's not going to be and i think that also i think that the economy could benefit from it you know what i mean like there's money that people want to spend and there are small businesses in ames that i think could really benefit from and it's it. and it's as simple as you see someone wearing something on an instagram post and you wonder well where did they get that and elisa you mentioned this to me in a text like this is stereotypical and a gender role thing but who is by and large known for the shopping in the household it's the women <laughs> and the, and this is why I think this is probably why we see it differently is because, you know, you see something on social media and you think to yourself, oh, well, that's interesting. I'm going to go seek that out. And I just, there, I think there's money to be made there. So yeah, definitely. I mean, th this is the point that I made. So like, it's, it's, um, funny to people that women are shopping obsessed until we talk about advertising yeah then advertising is focused at, me at men who in your household buys the groceries right who in your household buys and all of to the be fair we know it's not every household like we right. know but right. we're just making the general because it's that's the statistics would support that right and the stereotypes support yes. that the yes. stereotype is that the man is sitting in the husband chair outside of the fitting room while the wife is doing the shopping who i mean we're going to a, a birthday party who's who Who's bought who bought the, the present. birthday present right the wife bought it right you know and, what i mean and the whole point being this is why we think female athletes have a unique opportunity here yes yeah okay so here's the one from scott he said if you're on a scholarship in the entomology oh yes that's department right. yep you can be paid by the university to do to the work, work study in the lab yeah like, so you're there on a scholarship and you're double, you're double paid basically. And you're, you're getting, then you're also getting paid for that. So yeah. like it's hard, but, and then somebody else pointed out in that same discussion that if they, if that person on scholarship makes a huge discovery, Iowa State owns, owns that. Yep. So then that's the other part of it is that you've made this huge discovery, but Iowa State owns that. Right. But then I came back and countered like, okay, so you made this huge discovery. Iowa State owns it. Can you go out to a conference and, and be say, paid to be a speaker yes. at that conference right. as an expert in that? That's what we're asking for. Right. We are asking to give these athletes the opportunity to be speakers that would be an amazing opportunity for a lot of people. A lot of women get paid $2,000 to come and speak to, you know, whatever organization, yeah, yeah right. whatever organization that's an opportunity for them yep. during the off season to host a camp. That's an opportunity for them in the off season. Um, I mean, I can just see, I, I can, I see, you know, Lindsay Fennelly does a lot of, yes. um, camps with like George Niang rope and Ashley Jones. Yes great yep. like that's giving her an opportunity there are opportunities to allow these athletes who are athletes like they're not they're not getting any experience outside of athletics right and then they're going to graduate from the university with absolutely nothing on their resume besides i played basketball for Iowa State and then be asked to enter the workforce where all the all that matters in the workforce is, is your experience your experience right. and you're having to BS it 
I had four years of working at the rec on my experience and I had two years of working at Hy-Vee on my, I had a resume right. when I left Iowa state because I was allowed to work. Right. They're not allowed to work. Right. I know I, I joke about it because there was a job at my, um, at my old work that I didn't get because I didn't have any experience. And then two years later, so somebody came and got it who had been a football player at Iowa state with absolutely no experience. And he got the job and it was like, it was a different time. I understand. You know, it, right. it was the, the job was different and right. it was a totally different situation. They were looking for a different person. Um, but I would just think about that. Like he had, he worked at like sports page. Yeah. For a summer one time before he was on scholarship. You know what I mean? And so it's like they're they're getting put in a really precarious situation here. And I don't think that the university really cares. At some universities. I mean, props to Fresno State for looking to see how, no, and you know. I, I think there's actually um, more and more of that happening, which yeah. is, you have, like, you have to at yeah. this point. It's irresponsible not to. Yeah. And, I mean, we know, like, there are going to be growing pains well, this with is this. The, this is exactly what I was just going to say to kind of close this out is this is happening. Yeah. Like, the snowball is down the hill. It's growing. It's gaining momentum. It's happening. Yeah. Like, we are, we are already, the snowball is there. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where we we don't know all the answers right now and we're not going to until we see some problems and we have to react and Mm -hmm. i know that that's not how anybody wants to go into it but it's not like it's there yeah people were against the three-point line and what would (laughs) basketball be without no i know and it's exactly right and i guess i'll make one more point and i think you and i both agree about this this is we're not talking about paying athletes from the school right this is that's a whole entirely different totally different and we're just simply talking about name yes we are not saying that our coaches need to take pay cuts so we can pay you know the non-revenue gen- gen- right yeah right yeah. we are not saying that's a whole different animal yeah, we are not saying that the football coach needs to take a pay cut so the gymnasts can get paid we're not saying they're in need to be employees of the school right yeah we'll get there no that's- we are talking about sponsorships we are talking about name image likeness outside we are talking about entrepreneurship and the hustle the hustle. The hustle. The hustle. All right, let's take a quick break and then uh, let's talk a little bit about the women's volleyball tournament, NCAA volleyball tournament, and then the WNBA jersey reveal. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, uh, hold on. Gotta get my read up here. Sorry, guys. Oh my gosh. And you could probably do it by memory by, by now. Be authentic. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cycle of gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, so... (laughs) 
just coming right off of the <laughs> shitstorm that was the beginning of the bleep. <laughs> bleep, the women's basketball tournament, <laughs> we have some controversy with the NCAA volleyball tournament. So the whole thing is in Omaha this year as a result of COVID-19, which fine, we know. ESPN has the right. Which is to a it. national pandemic. Um, you guys haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> um, ESPN originally planned to air the first two rounds of the tournament on its, you know, ESPN Plus platform without play-by-play announcers or analysts. Now, I want to point out that in the past, they've never aired those first two rounds, okay? So in one sense, that's a step up from how it has been. However, some coaches, I would argue, rightly raised eyebrows about how weird it would be to air these games without any, you know, announcers or play-by-play whatsoever. And they warned, you know, you might face some potential backlash after the women's basketball tournament. So the NCAA did its NCAA thing and said, well, we don't require ESPN to have commentary in our contract, so we're just going to let it go. ESPN did the smart thing and said, well, let's change our mind on this and issued a statement that said ESPN is committed to presenting the NCAA Volleyball Championship in its entirety for the first time this year. Despite the variety of challenges related to the pandemic, all 47 matches will be live on an ESPN platform and will include commentators. So I just feel like saying (laughs) this is proof that the backlash or the discussions or however you want to phrase it is actually having an impact. Heck yeah. And I will give props to ESPN. This is, I'm sure it's not easy. Um, And this is something they've never done before. So again, that's a step in the right direction, but now it's an extra step in the Mm -hmm. right direction because of, you know, I guess the momentum that came out of the women's basketball tournament. And to me, I'm, that's a positive. Yeah, definitely. And I'll say like, I don't mind watching it without, but I would much rather watch it with. I think it would be strange without, um, I mean, if it's on, I'm glad it's on period. So like I said, but, and only because they're all of it's going to be in the CHI health, the, the arena there. Oh yeah. Um, and it's going to look a lot like a, the first couple of rounds are going to look a lot, lot like an AAU tournament because mm-hmm. it's in the convention center part of it. And then eventually, once they get the teams pared down, they're going to move over to the actual arena part of it. Yeah. It's going to be a little interesting. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying not to be too critical because it's a COVID year. It's very strange. It's in the spring. It's all different. You yeah. Know? So I cut them a little slack. Yeah. I think just volleyball in general is one of those that lends itself to just turning it off sometimes just turning the sound, sound off. off yeah it's if you have a bad volleyball it's not good <laughs> yeah. i agree with that yeah and it's a hard thing to do yeah. so i think chris used to do volleyball back in the day he yeah. said yeah i think, I think maybe like high school volleyball yeah he said he loved it it'd be hard yeah it'd be really hard. super hard quick yeah gotta know the names of the players yeah that's the tough part yeah all right, here's what I'm really excited about talking about tonight. The WNBA jersey reveal. <laughs> it, look, they added a third option, which they're calling the Rebel Edition, to their Heroin Edition, which is their home, and their Explorer Edition, which are their away uniforms. And I just think they look really badass. <laughs> and I guess part of the reason I think they look so badass is why they did it. Um, it was they had it was Nike and the players. They consulted with the players, the women's players, which I which hasn't been done before. Which is this is the thing I always complain about in terms of like 
you know, fan t-shirts and apparel. Yeah. Like no one asks women what we want. I right. don't want like crop top wide t-shirts. I want something that fits right. me. I don't want hearts and sparkles. No. Like enough. You know what I don't want? Cap sleeves. Also cap sleeves. Just don't or want them. Or the weird necklines. Like no. I've, we've talked all about yeah. this. Do not want a thin. Just give me a damn t-shirt. neck. Yeah. Right. Just regular. Just make it fit me a little better. Yes. Give me a little extra room in the hips. Yes. A little less room in between, a little more room in the ladies. Like, guys, ladies. I mean, I, I feel like this is... It's not hard. No, it's not hard. But it's 2021. I can draw you a picture. I know, but for some reason, it just, it, it just, it still is a problem. So Nike consulted with the players, and the players have the option to choose between three necklines. They can choose between a round neck, a V-neck, and a hybrid. It's called a victory neckline. Mm. And then the shorts have been redesigned, so they get more room through the thighs and the glutes, which is great. So they're not like you know skin tight i guess yeah um just basically fitting the female body yeah. which is nice to see well and like a strong female body yes. the lower body is like the strongest part of a female body so it is all is going to and be I larger i thought it was cool that they allow the different necklines because not every female body is made the same you yeah know? but each of the and so on top of the actual practical side of it each of those new rebel jerseys is designed it was designed in consultation with the teams and a lot of them have nods to their cities um then there's a few with nods to female rights and equality um the chicago sky looks like glass shattering glass ceiling love it uh the liberty is instead of liberty across in in you know it says equality with the lady liberty logo yeah and the washington mystics is my favorite one instead of saying mystics it says rise on the jersey and in the strip below the word rise it has the words to the 19th amendment so i will be i purchased the liberty one and i will be purchasing the rise one as well are you just gonna wear them yeah i'm gonna wear them you're a, you're a jersey wearer? I'm not, but I am now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was it? I was in high school. I was a jersey wearer in really? high school. Yeah. Like you wear t-shirts under them? I just didn't. go bare-armed. I'm going to go bare-armed. Show these guns, baby. Interesting. Are they also making the armholes a little bit smaller? Because... Actually, they're making they're making wider armholes. Oh, but I don't know when the last time you've tried you've bought a WMB. good point. Yeah, because I bought I bought a f couple of them in high school, and I remember thinking these don't fit very good. Yeah. I imagine they've evolved a little bit. Yeah, and now they're evolving again. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Jared? Are you a jersey wear? He is. Oh, he is. Yeah. I knew he was. Yeah, I support it. I'm not a jersey wear. Well, you'll be happy to know that in addition to the jerseys, they're releasing like an, a whole apparel line super i'm serious it's like to go you know each team has its little yeah apparel, so more than just the like orange sweatshirts no for real it has vest t-shirts hoodies and more so you're all i love over. it yeah um socks i would like you know what i would i'm going to put this in there i would like socks i've clown feet i'm sure the other women I, who play WNBA have large feet I would, I'd like some socks. Like, oh my gosh. Have you ever had, have you ever worn the socks that the NBA players wear? I got a hold of some of those because I worked at the arena. Yeah. And so I got some from. Contraband. Yeah, I got some from the um, G League. I'm like, the D League? The G, G League. League. Um, and oh my gosh, it's like you're walking on clouds. Well, why don't you talk to Anna Florzak? Because I think she had something to do with this new line. So Gotta get socks. Call her up. Babe. Babe. Socks. Babe, Anna. Socks. 
Um, it blew up basically on social media, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like 69 million impressions, whatever. It, it blew <laughs> up. My whole problem, <laughs> I have a problem with this though, because I have a problem with everything apparently. I was just mad because uh. like people, I, I want on every team's social media to do. Did you read the comments? Yes, I did. But here's, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Okay. It's not what you think. People were like, how do I buy this? Oh, sweet. And nothing's, like, there's like Good three point. jerseys available. Was it just a, a pre-rollout rollout? They rolled, but they they unveiled everything, but not everything was available. Oh. And Ben told me that's not unique to the WNBA. Like, this happens when, they, but that's stupid. Yeah, don't get people excited. Like, and we then want not to buy it, it so put it out yeah. there. And if you sell out of something, like, that's a different story, yeah. but have it available. Yeah. Oh God! Why don't? Why does anyone call us? <laughs> Listen. Listen. There's a lot of people who need to be calling us That's about a lot. a lot of things. That's a lot. Um, I have a couple of raves to end the podcast. I love it. Uh, Adia I have Mark. a rant. Okay, you go first. Okay. We'll end on a positive. Here's note. the rant that I forgot to say is that I am sick of, I'm sick of athletes and sports people having podcasts about things that don't have anything to do with sports and i will tell you why sports are the best thing to talk about and everything else sucks so aaron andrews i was gonna say are you gonna explain this aaron andrews has a podcast where she doesn't talk about sports aaron i want to i want to hear you talk about sports so what does she talk about I, she just said like life and kids you don't and, care about aaron except for her take on sports i care the most about her take on That's sports fair. The other stuff is fine, but what I really want to hear about is her take on sports. Joe Buck, also. It's like... Does Joe Buck have a podcast? Yeah. Oh, I'll listen. It's, I love a, it's Joe like, Buck. what's it? It's called Daddy Issues. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Listen, Joe Buck. Mm. <laughs> you guys, we got turned to laugh. <laughs> Joe. That's a deplorable act. <laughs> Joe. Um, and I just like if you're gonna oh I'm sweating it happened I'm sweating just sports people the most interesting thing stick to sports stick to sports because sports are better than anything else in the whole world you could talk about other things that's fine but talk we to talk the, about other talk things. to them talk to people about other things if they care about those other things but what I care about more than anything in the world is people's opinions on sports but Elisa what if people don't like it when you talk about our kids oh too bad <laughs> listen i don't like my kids either i'm just joking <laughs> just joking they're All good right. malcolm turns one wednesday gosh that's crazy i know that i know possible. well that stressed me out thanks for telling me that uh, that's been a year that's gone really fast and really slow he was born in the pandemic he sure was he's a pandemic baby mm-hmm. and he's gonna have a pandemic first birthday. birthday hopefully not a second or ever again i know We'll have a good second bash for him. <laughs> Sorry, that was no, two okay. rants. Yeah, it was two rants. I mean, he he he's a year. That's a rave. Yeah, he, okay. he made it. <laughs> okay, let's hear your positive stuff. Uh, Adia Barnes, the coach, the head coach for the University of Arizona, who is in the championship game, and she happened to be pumping breast milk during halftime. Yes, I saw that. And 
Holly Rowe, God bless her. So she's the sideline commentator. She said, I'm going to read her quote. She says, Barnes was late coming out at halftime because she's back in the locker room pumping. She's still a breastfeeding mother, and they have to warm up the bottle in the heat packs that are here on the sidelines. She's doing it all. And then Holly continued, and for those who think this is too much information, I'm just going to tell you this. Let's normalize working mothers and all that they have to do to make it happen. So I guess that's a double rave for Adia Barnes and Holly Rowe. Heck yeah. Yeah, that she has a six-month-old baby, and she just coached in the national championship. Heck yeah. Um, And then I saw this on the way here before I left. The North Texas Mean Green softball pitcher recorded 21 strikeouts in a perfect game. Nice. What? What? Nice. I want to see what this game looks like and what kind of stuff she's throwing because that is just the rule of probabilities would say that that's impossible. Looking like me out there. How was that, by the way? (laughs) How was your first first little pitch? Listen, parts of me hurt. Both of my big toes hurt. Explain that. I can't. And the front of my ankle. Well, I, I, that makes more sense in some ways. Everything hurts. And you're dying. I didn't hit Everything well. Everything hurts and I'm I dying. Didn't ha- I didn't hit well, but I play defense. I, defense isn't isn't really my strong suit. I played great defense. Were you at first base? I was, No, I, was, I played second. What? What? Oh, I'm good at second, too. Oh, well, that means I can slide yeah, in the first you can base play then. first base. Okay. I'll All play right. second. All right, fair. <laughs> fair. Um, but, yeah, it was great. A dude tried to slide into me at second to keep me from turning the double play. He did keep me from turning the double play, but he tried to take me out, and he did not take me out. Damn right he did. I know. I just kind of stepped over him. Arnold said it was really funny because I just stepped over him, and I was like, you okay, bro? And he was just like, I was safe. And everyone's nope. like, mm, no, honey, nope. you weren't. And Rosa and Corey are uh, playing T-ball. T-ball. First practice tonight. It How was, was it? It was great. She was. Did was she really love good. it? Um, so it was, yeah, I think she did. It was cute because on the way there, I she was being really quiet, and I just looked back and I said, "Are you nervous?" And she, which she would ninety nine percent of the time never mm. admit. She's like, "I'm a little nervous." So Aww. I thought that was sweet, and I'm not really sure why. I don't know if she knew I was excited about it. Yeah, or not, but she was great. So Aww. how's Rosa doing in it? She's good. Um, Rosa, she's mostly interested in like her water bottle yeah um, i don't think that's uncommon though yeah for that age you know um her helmet yeah like, stuff yeah can't figure out which hand the glove goes on um but she can hit that ball that's all that matters <laughs> she'll get interested or yeah. she won't and whatever yeah. it is it is i have to keep saying like this is not where she's gonna fall in love with this sport yeah. and that's okay she's just out there to get out and play and move and listen to other adults and interact with other kids like that is why she's there i know at four years old she's not going to fall in love with a sport that i love and i that's know okay it's just hard i i feel the same pull yeah. as you do to be like please just I love know. something other than dolls which is fine yeah like, it's fine yeah but like share Frozen. the same share the same interest that yes. i do at least some of them please yes. yeah. malcolm crawled over to this little baseball bat that we had and i was like oh my god he loves it he loves it we we sign him up he's i know one. we think he's a lefty like i'm like i'm gonna, this could be it yeah i'm gonna teach him like oh my gosh yeah and then i'm like okay elisa he's oh one years old it's hard though i know i know i just want to i want him to enjoy the things that i, I know there's so one little boy on her team that's so good and i'm just like can't you be like him 
try try a little harder to be like yeah, that kid. See that yeah. little boy? Yeah. Try and be like him. It is cool though. I'll say this. So Corey played soccer last fall mm. and she picked it up again this spring and just watching how much she has matured like physically, you know, it's amazing how quickly they they grow. Yeah. And yeah. So don't give up hope. I know. I'm afraid you, your girls are in dance. I'm afraid to put Rosa in dance because I feel like that's going to be her thing. And then I'm going to be, uh, this is my greatest fear. <laughs> so I share this with you. Me and Nikki are going to be at oh, there. <laughs> I hate it. It just mm. gives me the heebie jeebies. Dance mom. Shut up. It's <laughs> the meanest thing you've ever said. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be uh, back in a couple of weeks. Heck we'll yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you then. Go Cyclones. Go State.